Conversations with known or unknown creatives across the arts. Guests share what they create and the backstories that have made them who they are today. Listen in to help support the community of creators and to find some inspiration of your own. The following is episode 50. The musician on bass, Brian Legendiel of the band Lake Effect. All right, thank you for tuning in to this episode. If you have not yet, please subscribe to the Stolen Hours podcast on your favorite streaming platform, iTunes, good old Google, Amazon, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And definitely check out also our website, www.thestolenhourspodcast.com. Follow along on Instagram and you can see what we're doing at the Stolen Hours podcast. All right, I'm excited to share this episode with you. It's just one of with one of my old favorite students from my early days of teaching, Brian Legentiel, now in his 30s doing his thing, still with rock and roll. Back then, he had 10-inch spikes coming off the top of his head, which he said he would do the night before, and then he would sleep with them spiked up and somehow not ruin them, and then wake up in the morning and fumble out of bed and come to class. Usually late, but awesome musician. Enjoy this. Today we have on the Stolen Hours, Brian Legentiel. He is one of my former students, but he is also a rock and roller who's in a band, Lake Effect, which is about to release its fifth LP. They've been doing this rock and roll thing since 2013 with an indie flavor. And ultimately he is um, someone who's dabbled with a bunch of stuff, but music is definitely his thing. And he's also um, been doing, doing some things with film production back in 2009 to 2015. He worked with Macaroni Productions as a sound engineer and worked on many fe- three features and many short films. Um, he also on during the daytime is working in the music world as a manager of music techs at American Music Supply, wholesale supplier for all things like Amazon, Costco, etc. So he's in this world of music through and through, but for sure his stolen hours are filled with lots of rehearsing and recording music <laughs> with his bandmates so how long you been in this band uh 2000 well the first incarnation of this band was washington square park yeah uh which we did uh you know most of our shows and touring and whatnot from 2010 to 2012 and then we morphed into a more indie rock alternative rock type band uh starting in 2013. Nice. So that Washington Square Park band, that what what kind of flavor was that? A little more uh, yeah, heavier, it was more pop- like pop punk, like grunge. Um, yeah, it was, you know, really fun. Some of the best times of my life. Uh, and uh, yeah, we just, you know, I don't want to call it a rebranding, but <laughs> you, yeah. you know, we decided to kind of change. Uh, we we broke up. We did a hard breakup, and then <laughs> and then came back 
with another thing that has been nice. more fruitful musically. Awesome. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's been pretty consistent. This is almost, uh, almost 10 years with the yeah, late, Max late Roush and Keith Williams, two guitar players been with them and singers, uh, since 2010. Yep. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, I, I remember you in high school as, yeah. uh, looking somewhat similar to now, <laughs> um, with, with the, you know, but your hair was was much more upright yes. and spikes mm-hmm. in ten ten inch spikes on a key. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was. I had from like basically fourteen to twenty three. I had a mohawk of varying lengths. Yes, um, yes. You know, very easy to to shave your sides and keep that. One reason why I have long hair now is so I don't have to do anything. It just grows, and then you know I can cut it like twice a year, and and it's okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, you definitely always had the the look of rock and roll. I know you dabbled, <laughs> you dabbled in or or punk at least. And uh, I kind of I miss those days mm-hmm. of my early teaching life where there were kids walking around with dangerous spikes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Mister so Natalo wasn't happy with uh, some of those some of those bracelets. Our uh, our, 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 vi- our vice principal, mm-hmm. he did not he didn't like the spikes. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, it's um it's really cool to see that. You know, and, and part of why I wanted to have you on here is just just your long dedication to, yeah, just just making and creating. Mm-hmm. So as a, as a musician, um, back in high school, were you playing guitar? Were you playing bass back then as well? Or was yeah, this... I started playing bass when I was twelve. Okay. Um, actually, I think I got my my bass for my first my my first bass for my thirteenth birthday, and nice. uh, yeah, all went downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, you know, dedicated my life mostly to music since then, for better or for worse. Very and cool. um, yeah, no, yeah. When when I had you, I was definitely playing bass. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. So I do remember music being. I was trying to remember if it was guitar, or bass. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, uh, you know, I was I, definitely... I was, was hand wringing about like which one. Well, I couldn't yes. I couldn't decide uh, when it was cool. time to purchase it. But you know, there was always a something about bass, and yeah, I, you know. It, this has awesome. been my main instrument since then and i still love it to death that's cool that's great so i mean it sounds like so those this couple of years 2010 to 2012 with washington square park you guys were uh basically touring around the country doing yeah. do, trying to make a go of it mm-hmm. right and um but as you describe uh the, the switch over to or the rebranding to lake effect <laughs> which we have to spell for people because yes. it's not as you would say it it Vowels. is lk it vowels are gone. It's L K F F C T. So this this band, uh, you know, named not Lake Effect by written word, but Lake Effect only by sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and to look these guys up, L K F F C T. Yep. So very cool. And uh, so the rebranding, uh, as you describe it, much more fruitful. So let's just uh, yeah talk about just kind of your original vision with the crew here uh, in two thousand. 13 and just why do you believe it's been so fruitful since then i, I mean I, I, I it's hard to like not include the one incarnation you know yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, in in some ways it feels like you know we've been just progressing that whole time but uh just how we've progressed musically has been very like satisfying we always yeah. try to make the next album different than the last one nice um adding instrumentation experimenting with genres and um yeah it's something that it's also nice you know it's been the four of us since the beginning of it 
Uh, nice. We added a keyboardist slash guitar player in 2019 too. Okay, uh, nice. But like we've always been on the same like wavelength, which is which is tough. You know, uh, music yeah. is music history is littered with bands that break up or yeah. people leave because of the direction of the band or whatever. We have more of a like Beatles thing, not to compare to the Beatles, obviously, but like, you know, the, <laughs> the four of them were always on the same page to progress. Like there was, there wasn't one guy when they were recording Abbey road, like, why aren't we like making a song that sounds like she loves you again? That was a big yeah, hit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. So you said there was a, there was a hard breakup right before this, but I, so yeah, but there it's was not a, good to have a... a drummer that does heroin. I'll just let, let's <laughs> throw that out there. You know, any, any listeners out there? Um, yes. Not a great, uh, uh, d- doesn't work for uh, long term. Uh. Yeah, well, I, I think <laughs> that 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 is the 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 mis the misnomer, right? This belief that you could party, 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 mm. party hard, and somehow still consistently make music and new music, and not just work off of old things. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I, and and for sure, you know, addiction is a great you know interrupter of all good things, mm-hmm. even even if it seems like part of the to the fun for a time it definitely is the downfall of many things including bands yeah so, so yeah i mean we were we were so thrilled when we started like touring and stuff um yeah it just seemed like the right thing to do at the time it seemed like we've like we kind of like peaked and started like going down <laughs> a little bit uh for lack of a better way of putting it like you know we did like so much touring and stuff like that it was good to like go back you mentioned I graduated in 2012. I should have graduated in 2010. Uh, okay. Um, it, it was good to like reset, figure out, like yeah. take a deep breath, figure out what you want to do, finish college. And um, and then, yeah, we basically got back together and started, Nice. you know, just playing music, playing shows again. So that's cool. So there was a, there was a recommitment to making music together and, I mean, it's it's a good run here. I'm impressed, like how mm-hmm. long you guys have been doing this, and uh, and so would you say right from the beginning, you guys just kind of knew this would you'd be doing this ten years later, or are you surprised? I don't know about that. I know, <laughs> you know, like we we definitely connected like instantly when I yeah. I actually met them. They were I I I never met them before, and okay. I was writing reviews for punknews.org and I was writing a live review for Ted Leo who was playing the Me Locker in Montclair and the band Washington Square Park opened and I saw when I was writing the review that when I like checked them out on MySpace for research <laughs> which is what you did back then MySpace, um, yeah. you know they needed a bass player and I talked to Max the main singer uh, on the phone about it and he was like yeah like we really want to go on tour and stuff and that was like exactly what i wanted to do because i was about to graduate college and i was like what like i can't like go back and think like what if like i have to actually give it a go to being in a band that that tours you know what i mean nice and yeah um literally they had like a three-day like weekend trip booked and they just asked me to play without ever meeting them and we just we had like band practice right before the first show and we literally just shot up to vermont like yeah. that night and then that's awesome and yeah and then that was that well yeah the spontaneity of uh 
the creative people, right? So yeah, when you're yeah, a bass yeah. player, this I mean, there's there's always that like magic you're looking for when you're making things, mm-hmm, right? Yep. So uh, so these guys put it out there, mm-hmm. MySpace World, and then this guy's reviewing this show. There's a little connection, okay? And then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, I play bass. You guys need a bass player. I'm gonna go on tour. <laughs> you're going on tour, and, and not everybody's in that mind, you know? Yeah. Like, you're you're so this is before you graduated college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to delay things a little bit. And I so also changed inter- my major. Like normally when you change your major, that adds a year. But then I took a yeah. year off to like tour and so I added another year. And then my last semester was just a disaster because uh, my financial aid was running out because I turned 24 <laughs> that semester. And I had, oh, yeah, I had yeah. to take seven classes, uh, which was just brutal because it was also my two math classes that I was avoiding the entire time I went to Rutgers. <laughs> so that was like so stressful. And it's one of the reasons why I have long hair was because I was so stressed during that um semester i like didn't even like i like didn't cut my hair i didn't cut my beard i like let myself go i was like eating like crazy (laughs) uh, like just dominating the uh the dining halls like more than i had been i gained like 25 pounds and that once i was a mess but i finished luckily but you did it yeah i I did it somehow yeah well very cool i mean i think I do think that time in college there, when I'd say about when I was a sophomore junior year, I was, I was ready to go. I didn't know I wasn't in a band anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was ready to do something. Yeah. So I could see that, that itch, that like desire for it. Um, as soon as I graduated for sure, that's when I hitchhiked around the country. All exactly. That, which, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, remember that. Yeah. Oh um, man. It just uh, brought back a memory for when I was yes. 15, when you probably mentioned that to me. I corrupted you with that story <laughs> and you exactly. ever since were wanting to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, or maybe the, we're just the, both weird because we went to, we have the same alma mater, you know, yes, different well, schools in the alma mater, yeah. but you know, you got the good sure. school. You went to Mason Gross. So you got yeah. to be with the other artists. Um, well, no, I think it's, uh, it's cool that you're in that uh, journalism media studies world, which is where my friend Jay Agnes mm-hmm. who does the, uh, the soundtrack for this podcast. Or the, <laughs> Shout and out. Yeah. Uh, and he was, he was a uh, you know full on a musician and kind of went the route you went, which is interesting too. So that so I do think like once you're in some sort of creative thing, mm-hmm. you know uh, you're creating media on some level there, and then you know journalism and your your writer doing reviews for shows, which is how he started too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it's like okay, I, I want to make a go of a career. What am I interested in enough? What can I do? Yeah. Um, do I really want to? make my music life academic nah Mm -hmm. i just want to do it for fun i want to like enjoy that yeah no that's totally what got me because my original major was audio engineering and like for well first of all the like the uh curriculum was not like the focus was on like fixing and editing poorly recorded things instead of actually recording things properly yeah. and well like i took like engineering one and two and it was literally at like the end of two where we started recording a band i was like what yeah. like this should have been the first thing we did so that frustrated <laughs> me a lot and also sure. i wasn't passionate about gear that was one thing that i noticed all my like fellow students they cared so yeah. much about microphones and pedals and it made me realize that i like playing music and writing music like that's what i love doing yeah, I yeah. didn't love the more, I guess, technical or more mundane aspects of it. Sure. And that sure. also, you know, definitely led me to 
having all like different, like, you know, I have a very, I literally have ADHD, not like flippantly how some people say, Oh, I have ADHD. Um, so that's yeah. why I was like, you know, ah, I got to play music and also like help with film and also write, you, you know what I mean? You know, master, <laughs> master of none, but Jack of some trades, I wouldn't say all. Well, I, I, I mean, it's just, it's the idea. I think, you know, when, when you are, you know, I'd say often, you know, kids who are diagnosed ADD too, like, you know, I, I never have any sort of diagnosis, but I know I call it my artist brain. But <laughs> it, it's just attraction. To, it's that attraction sounds better. To, you know, it's attraction to anything creative, anything visual, anything that is interesting too. The outside of visuals, yeah. me being a visual artist doesn't mean I'm um, not distracted or, or kind of uh, intrigued with sound, of course, yeah. uh, music, um, writing, you know, like it just always is like, wow, okay, that's good. I'm going to that. I'm going to this. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to yeah. This. And you've always had and your foot in like different art forms. Yeah. And even, yeah, bringing that into the classroom is always the goal, you mm -hmm. know, words and words and image, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, or, or like for kids like you, uh, encouraging you to bring the music. And I mean, yeah. John Mangello, your friend, um, took my photo documentary and video class and I let him make paintings instead of, you know, <laughs> because That's it was good. like, it's like, no, do your thing. Like, let's do your thing and whatever it's going to take. But I, I think when you're, a cre you know, often it's a creative brain, you know that doesn't match up with school mm -hmm. that some yeah. that sometimes leads to the diagnosis or even the medicine to like yeah. help you deal with school. Um, and I, I think it's sometimes like puts a little damper or maybe like discounts the creative brain. Mm -hmm. You're like, wait, wait, no, no, but this is what I love. So it's so cool that you, you didn't stop making music, but you did find another voice uh, for yourself in writing and journalism as a as a major that you could be convinced of at least to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I very, I really liked a lot of the uh, professors and the program too, and I always liked writing. Um, yeah. And like an English major is a little like stiff, and a lot of like you know reading books that you don't want to read. Whereas journalism yeah. felt more like hands on, more urgent, um, yeah. more interested in like you know the the full like majors called journalism and media studies. That's what they call it at Rutgers. And I really enjoyed all the media studies classes. Um, nice. Uh, too. You know, I always liked, uh, I'm, I'm lucky, even though I had problems focusing and getting up in the morning and I would always sleep in a bunch of classes, but I always loved, <laughs> I, 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 I liked going to school and learn. I wasn't one of those kids that were like, I, yeah. when, when I skipped the, the, the time to tour, all my friends were like, oh my God, you're so lucky. Like, I wish I could do that. I'm so sick of college. I want to like skip. And yeah. I was like, no, like I like, I like going to college. You, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think, I think it's fun. I like, you know, if you take classes that you like, you, yeah. you, you know, if I had to take all math classes, then I would have, uh, you know, been, <laughs> been sure. done after a semester. But if you take yeah. mostly classes that you're interested in, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Well, that's it. I, I think that's the secret of all you know, learning is like mm -hmm. finding something you're interested yeah. in enough mm -hmm. to like really independently push it as well as like, okay, I'm going to take in what you're offering me because I am interested already. And that's like, that's it. Mm -hmm. you know, I remember the, yeah. this, this great day when one of my students said, I think I learned how to learn. That is a big compliment. No it, doubt. it was that, it was, it was that line where he's like, I just have to want to do it myself mm -hmm. and not have someone just tell me to do it. Yeah, you know? I know. Like you, you feel like you're forced to, you know, do homework yeah. and stuff like that. And, and obviously, <laughs> you, you know, in high school, you would like to take a, like a higher percentage of classes that you're, you know, more interested in. Like I never 
even took journalism in high school. I was able to take creative writing, but yeah. I never took journalism because I couldn't fit it in my schedule ever. And sure, that's crazy sure. because I was writing like music reviews and live reviews yeah, was and stuff. And like, yeah. yeah. And you know, I, and I liked writing, but you know, it'd always be like, Nope, you got to take, you know, yeah. the chemistry, well, my... which I'm never going to use, you know, ever. I don't think. <laughs> unless... What's well, my favorite. It's my favorite to hear about like, uh, Yes, when there's a whole other world of creation going on outside of school mm -hmm. yeah. for somebody. Mm -hmm. So, so what was so you were working with? Uh, what were you doing live uh, live reviews for? And what was the mag the publication you were? Working oh, I mean, with? I was for for a few like punknews.org was one. NJ.com. Um, I had some like reviews on there. Uh, yeah, a lot of it was in uh, some of my the kids in my grade. Mangella was one of them we had our own website where yes. we actually like posted like our, our reviews for music and movies and stuff like that. Uh, but nice. yeah, like starting in college, it was like more, um, you know, not for our own website, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed doing that. But then it, I felt like, again, the ADHD brain, it, I felt like it was too like tedious. You know what I mean? I felt like I was kind of like writing when you look, when you write like live reviews and a lot of it's like rock or it's subgenres, you're using a lot of the same adjectives and everything. Right. Like, like I felt like I was like going in circles, like writing, I felt like I was writing the same review, like over and over again, almost, you, you know cool. what I mean? So that like contributed to me stopping. And also like, if you're actually a journalism major, uh, like almost everyone that is a fellow journalism major like their goal is to get in like marketing and stuff like that. Like no one wants to be like a freelance journalist or anything like that. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? And to me, that was like frustrating because I never wanted to be like freelance journalist. Uh, bleh, freelance journalism has a lot of like elements of hustling and I'm like the yeah, opposite yeah. of a hustler. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like this is not my sure. style. And, yeah. and um, working for a marketing firm is definitely not my style. So, yeah, so yeah. I felt well, like kind of frustrated with what my options were after I even did an internship at a marketing firm and it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't yeah. like exactly what I, you know, wanted to do. Sure. I, I think that is the dilemma of many a creative. So you go to school, you know, I, I love, you know, the permission I got, which was just do what you love for four years. That was a nice thing mm -hmm. that my parent, my parents gave me. Yeah. Um, but there was the dilemma, though, of where am I going to go with this when I'm done? Mm -hmm. And and what started to happen was, you know, you start forging a path that is really a freelancer's path. Like yeah. you're really nuancing yourself to be a freelancer. But that's so stinking full of hustling know, and yeah. connections and 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 as you said it, it was not really my personality either to be to do that yeah. i mean i was i was able to start doing it my senior year and i started to really enjoy it mm -hmm. um but it wasn't money making yeah, and yeah, all, yeah as soon as you brought up money in in my head at least it didn't feel right yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. like all of this altruistic cool stuff i'm doing where people are willing to help me um is kind of undermined when I'm starting to say, well, can you, can you support me with some cash, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or can I get paid to do this? And then all of a sudden it's a different job. Yeah. And so the freelancing aspect, it's kind of awesome until you think about, Oh, actually I forgot. I'm supposed to make money somehow. So I'm not going <laughs> to pay the bills. And then, yeah, the other option is commercial route, which for you would be marketing for me would have been, you know, working, you know, 
for for art directors for you know graphic design yeah companies, exactly. illust- illustration commercial for also art. marketing firms too <laughs> yeah, yeah yes exactly so but that was not where i wanted to go yeah. i knew that much so so I, I do think you know many an artist go go into uh teaching because it's kind of altruistic and you can make money um and second level i respect teachers a lot i think that's like a great profession to get into um yeah yeah, i mean and especially you know for in in the arts your students are more like they they want to take that class a little more than you know advanced like biochem you you know what i mean most most of the time. Most, most of the time, time, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, and then the other route, which I feel like you may have taken. I know you talk talk about your job as a little bit of a, a snooze fest, here, but <laughs> but I, I it's it's related to your industry kind of job, yes. and you're using your skill set as a writer. It sounds like um, in <laughs> this, yeah, maybe maybe you are. I don't know. Kind but of. you're so your so your real job working for American Music Supply. I know you're 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 kind of the the guy on the other end answering questions or whatever. Um, management yeah there's lots of so, lots of emails with like you know vendors and stuff like that yeah so it's like at least interesting in terms of the content of your world where you're yeah i, I do music. like you know that all my coworkers are musicians you know yeah when i talk about that and stuff it's like just that. like the, if the I music ever... adjacent yes exactly yeah which is cool. better so than I... I don't know being uh some other kind of adjacent that i don't want to be yeah. <laughs> adjacent to <laughs> Yes. But and I, I so for sanity's sake though, you are a creator, right? So um talk about your music. Talk about even like going through the workday with a guitar next to you. Are you you know, is <laughs> it's encouraged, it sounds like even that's a that's a thing at your work. A, a lot of um, like for, for me as like a bass player, I'm I'm a big like fan of like melody and like bass lines um you know i was never the type of person that really wanted to be the most like technically proficient i did in high school and then i realized like this isn't fun you know when when i turned like 18 i remember i was like playing to some like death metal trying to like play it perfectly and then i just put the bass down and i just sat down and i was just like this isn't fun like and i i don't even want to be in a band that sounds like this like i was just like trying to get technically better and then yeah. that's when I kind of like put down the bass for a little bit, started like learning guitar. Then when I picked up the bass again, I started like really, I always like listened to like the Beatles and bands like that. But I really started absorbing like melodies and writing like better bass lines. I never really wrote that much. Mm-hmm. And just like, I, I listened to just like a ton of music, like, constantly yeah. at work and constantly at home i'm like listening to music and i'm always like trying to listen for like melodic ideas uh just like things that i never like heard before for bass yeah. like trying to figure out like how they did that uh how it could be applicable to maybe a song that we're writing uh so that's basically what like takes up my my bass time <laughs> it's yeah. basically just yeah. like a lot of like listening to music and absorbing like melodic bass players that are you know of course like paul mccartney um Mm. you know and also there's also a like guys like matt freeman too 
uh, from Rancid, which I forgot yeah. if, if that was the show that someone tried to beat you up at or if that was a Descendant show. <laughs> but um, you, you, have a, you have a good memory. It was the Bouncing Souls and Rancid oh, show. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, man. Where I was the long-haired kid in the wrong club. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> think that would happen now, I think. No, no. I think it's a different time. Yeah. <laughs> City City Gardens is closed. Oh wow, that was at City Gardens. That's amazing. Oh my god, I can't, you know I thought I figured it was like in the city or something, but yeah, I mean City no. Gardens. Yeah, that that I mean that closed like before I was able to go there, but that's just a legendary <laughs> venue. Yeah, and that's definitely that a place that a, a twin bill of uh, Bouncing Souls and Rancid. It was a good show. Yeah. Besides, besides, I actually have cast. a little Bouncing Souls thing right here, which is terrible uh, for a podcast. Yeah, uh, tattoo, that I just showed you a tiny <laughs> tattoo. Uh, nice. All right, so so for you, I, I it sounds like uh, bass playing kind of went from being you know just a guy backing up to the guitars to really starting to you know think of the melodies and really train yourself to think as as a writer as a as a songwriter. Yeah. And so that's right. what helped. Like what what I mentioned before about the progression of our band you know the younger you play like the faster you play and then yeah. as you get older you play a little slower a little more melodic <laughs> and that gives the bass like a lot more room you, you know what i mean sure. like, like when we were playing like more fast punk more often there's only so much you could do as a bass player i guess like you know the same thing with like a rhythm guitar player you're just kind of like crunching yeah. on chords sure. uh once we really started like putting more like indie rock once we started like keep like i feel like a lot of our albums we keep going like backwards like we have like one album that sounds like more 90s and then the next one more like 80s indie rock college rock like replacements okay. rem and then like yeah. next one more like 70s like big star you, you know right. what i mean like and all that does for a bass player is leave more space and you have a lot more room to work with and you could write more interesting and fun uh, no, bass cool. parts to play. That's cool. So, would you say uh, you and the and the other guys in the band? Um, do you all have that mindset where you're kind of bringing a a part of the writing of the songs together, or is there one main writer? Mm -hmm. Is there? Yeah, that, uh, we have we write songs like a few different ways. There, there are some that we definitely like create from from total scratch, uh, just like live from jamming, and uh, our two singers max and keith they'll also bring like you know a song you know sometimes like the skeleton of a song and then we flesh it out together you, yeah, you know uh yeah. and like yeah i mean i've i've always been able i've always been in a situation where i had like the freedom to write you know bass lines so i see fit <laughs> you, you know nice. what i mean there's never been a, a hulking person like no you gotta play this you, you know that would be very frustrating even if what they suggested was really good i'd still be like oh no well you know i didn't write it so i don't play that. <laughs> you know what i mean uh, that's cool so it sounds like a true true collaboration i think when you you know have the mindset of co-creators that's also what helps things last oh you know? yeah no definitely yeah. yeah yeah i feel like a lot of a lot of bands too that have like the main I feel like there's there's too much, uh, you, you know, even to be nice, too much like pressure on. If you have a band where there's one songwriter, you know, what I mean, yeah. there's way too much pressure on the sure. one guy. Or even like if you just write a song in one way, I'll put it that way. If your band, no matter how it is, how you write a song, if it's yeah, just in yeah. one way, you're gonna have periods where you can't, you know, write that way. You have writer's block or or whatever. 
sure. being in a situation like I'm very lucky uh, that we've there's never been like a period where we're like boy we need like four songs to finish this album how are we ever going to do it you know what I mean the songs are just always there because we're able to write in in different ways and I don't yeah. take that for granted at all that's great yeah I mean to to put out you know now into LP number five, some eight, three EPs. Yeah, it's know, very like LPs slowly before. developing LP five well, it's, due it's, to uh, some some like you know worldwide pandemic you might have heard about. I don't know. Sure. But sure, um, sure. yeah, it's been very slow uh, moving, and like we released our last album in like April 2020. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like we played like obviously you know we had to cancel our like album release show and everything. So we've played yeah. literally zero like shows since yeah. the album came out. And we're already like, we have the LP five written, but we haven't yeah. been able to like practice it together enough. Cause we sure. where we like record everything like live pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Like we don't do, okay. I mean, it's not like I'm on my high horse here. I don't mean to, but we don't do like the, you know, record the riff once and then copy and paste it. Sure. And like, you know, we, you know, at, at the very least, there's going to be a full take of me and the drummer on yeah. every track with like really no like overdubs or any like fixes or anything like that. And no click, uh, yeah. our drummer doesn't play to a click, which I love. Um, yeah. So it swings more naturally. And sure. um uh, yeah, I forgot what, where I was going with that, but, uh, oh yeah, no. So we need to, we need to like practice and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, and so stuff to like be that. ready for that. Uh, yeah. So hopefully it would be nice to like release the album by the end of the year. And, yeah. but you know, with everything going on, uh, you know, we're not spring chickens anymore. You know, two of our, uh, bandmates have kids, so it's harder, uh, yeah. you know, with, with COVID mostly what I'm getting at, you know, it's like, uh, there's a risk reward thing sure. you know and especially yep. when you have an infant at home it's like yeah. do i want to potentially expose myself to anything yeah. so it's it's tough uh but you know we're trying to make the best of it sure so at this point um do you guys get together to practice to like to ever to, to play together or is it's just kind of waiting on better times no not now like we we started we released some singles yeah uh, we released um three singles since the pandemic started and what we did with those were we for the first time recorded them all separately like okay. our ryan our our drummer like recorded the drum take and then like the next weekend uh our our singer uh max uh runs a recording studio out of his own house so that helps okay. a lot uh domestic bliss uh recording nice and nice you know, we had, it puts us in a situation where we can like kind of record like that or record like whenever we want. But, yeah. you know, during, especially pre-vaccination time, we weren't getting together to, yeah. um, uh, to practice sure. together. And then after, you know, vaccination time, we were like finally getting back in the swing of things and then boom, yeah. like Delta hit. So then like we stopped and then like creeped back in boom omicron hit you, you know what i mean yeah, it's yeah. like it's been up and down yeah right? yeah so we haven't been able to get and like not being able to play shows is like a bummer because um yeah. you know i'm definitely uh an extrovert i like to go out 
like basically every night that sounds more nefarious than than i meant it to sound like you know well it's a you know band practice you know playing shows like even like going to the gym or something like that i like yeah, i have ants in my pants you know I, sure. I like going out and like doing something so you know for the last you know 22 months has been very frustrating yeah. and no, it's you know, been a hard time man. yeah just, for everybody of course and people have it a lot stuff. worse than me you know i'm not sure. i'm not complaining i'm just you know talking. no yeah no it's it's, it's but it's, for it's hard to, to not mention to, it well yeah to be and for a band who's 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 really been consistently going for a long time i think it's it's hard to not you know have that time together too like you, yeah. you know that you, it's just so much potential energy build up you know and it's mm-hmm. like okay let's let's get what we can you know and uh I, it sounds like all of you guys are dedicated creative creatives you know who are, who are itching to get it out you know yeah um, uh, does everybody have like some sort of regular day job in the mix here too is like uh yeah basically a, you know yep. like we're all you know like healthy in that aspect for lack of a better way of putting it like yeah. you, you know where we we can keep our ourselves occupied but just yes. not like you know not just in the exact that. way that we want to sure you just want that creative outlet though it's like a itching for it yeah exactly it. and i'm very like i like you know i'm like a big ham on stage when we play i'm like jumping around yeah. it's a it's a real serious cardio event yeah, yeah. every show you know <laughs> and just like not being able to do that not being able to like jump in yeah. the crowd and you know throw my yeah. bass at someone or whatever you, you know just like <laughs> you know has been has been a bummer yeah no i understand i mean so let's imagine better times right so are you guys doing touring at all or you're just staying oh no i like, don't not not now no definitely not you, what about like know, uh but if it was better times or pre-pandemic where were you guys playing out what's the show well so we like? would i feel like we would max out at like doing like weekend trips like like kind of like a yeah. four like a four day thing going like up or down like you know north and south that would be a better way of putting it you, you know east coast something yeah. like that like you know playing like you know like boston and vermont or upstate new york or you know we were planning yeah. on you know doing like a you know like philly dc richmond thing yeah. you, you know what i mean for when we released the album which obviously we couldn't do but yeah that would be we wouldn't do any actual like touring tour, like, you know, like two weeks yeah, yeah. or let yeah. alone like a month or anything like that. That was, uh, yeah. that, that was an early twenties thing, not an early thirties thing, you know, nah, unfortunately, yeah. but, uh, you guys are growing up. Yeah. I can't believe, I can't believe in your, you're in your early thirties. It's crazy. Um, so let's talk about, uh, Lake effect. Why are there no fouls? Okay. Because, <laughs> uh, we were originally regular Lake effect, how you would normally spell it. And, a bluegrass band from Wisconsin uh, threatened to sue us because they had uh, the same name and our good friend Henderson, who is an entertainment lawyer, we had him dig around a little bit and he was basically like, you know, are they actually going to sue you? I can't tell you, but from what I like the research I've done, they like could you know like they do have the uh documents for it and we had like some of our social medias like to make it easier to find us like our instagram and stuff were were, was already like lake effect with no vowels or like band camp and stuff so we just like all right we just have to go all in on it you know especially if you just search like if you just google search like lake effect you know you'll find like of course the snow 
uh, phenomenon <laughs> that it's named after and sure. other random bands. There's like a hardcore band from Detroit, I yep, think. Yep. Uh, that a bunch, was, bunch of lake effects out there. Yeah, especially in like it's a Midwest weather phenomenon mostly. So yes. the bands around there are called lake effect. Uh, so we had to. Uh, so now you're the artist formerly known as, but you're audibly. Yeah, we're audibly now. the the same artist known as, uh, but not visually. <laughs> yes, uh, well, you should have went uh, dinosaur dinosaur junior. Do you know that? You know why they're junior? Oh right? yeah, they had to add the junior, right? They were <laughs> yeah, just they originally a, dinosaur. There was originally a yeah. band named Dinosaur. There's a band. So, there's a like an alt country band that I've listened to a lot right now. I just got into them uh, called Rat Boys. And they they were originally Rat Boy, and you know what happened. <laughs> and apparently, just adding the S was okay. I figured you might was, have to do was, it a little more, but Lake, just adding the been, it could have been Lake Effects. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Lake Effects, like you know. <laughs> All right, well, or very cool. um, band or something like that. So, so Lake Effects, uh, the New Jersey version of Lake Effects, yeah. which is L K F C C T. Um, What's the latest uh, LP going to sound like? It sounds like you guys keep evolving. Well, we are we down to the fifties? No, you know, I was about to like make that joke. Actually, like if we went any further, we would be sounding like the Temptations or something like that. <laughs> so the last songs we've been writing have actually been more like nineties, like very fuzzy, like Weezery, like almost like going back again to like sure. what we were doing, like just like kind of like keep it simple. Like, you know, yeah. not like have a bunch of, you know, like brass and a ton of like keyboards again. Uh, I mean, they'll obviously still be keyboards and stuff, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we had a lot of flourishes on our last like couple albums before that. Um, it's as of now called um, like what <laughs> like Lake Effect Dash, like would like to ba- buy a vowel or can we buy a vowel? Something to the tune of that. We had the album art. Someone drew the album artwork, which is amazing, like literally like a year ago. And we've just been nice. sitting on it. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I was happy to see you. your one album with the uh, station wagon. It looks like a station wagon. I want, it looks like my old Subaru. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Keith has that car. That's his car. Yes. It's his yes. old Subaru yes. that he has. The The oil spewing super oh yeah and it's great and it also came with like a bunch of like pro cop stickers on it so we were like oh this is great like you can't get pulled over now you you know he was like oh this is fantastic you know what i mean no one's gonna gonna pull me over with all these on here (laughs) nice very cool so um definitely looking forward to yeah hearing your latest stuff i know you sent me a couple songs i if it's yeah if it's cool i'll probably sneak some in maybe the beginning and the end of of course recording um yeah just some excerpts i I, i've never done that on a podcast but it'd be fun too yeah i don't Um, think uh, i don't think our label will uh will come uh will come at you you know shut shut the whole podcast down you know are you releasing these albums yourself are you the label uh we were on like our friends label uh called sniffling indie kids that we were happy to work with and actually something really funny happened well it wasn't that funny at the time uh to other members of the band but it was to me because i don't use spotify uh the day that we released our third album which we thought was like our magnum opus this is like we're so happy like the day that it came out like our the district the distribution company the orchard but deleted like all the (laughs) 
all the albums that our label put out on Spotify. Like it was like with no warning at all. And like, no one knew what happened. And like, I don't use Spotify. So like, I was like, Oh, that's like kind of funny. You you know, we can like, (laughs) we can sell that or we can work with that. But everyone else in the band was like, no, like that's like really not good that that happened. You know, like not, not as many people use Bandcamp or like buy CDs as uh, you would hope, you know? So, um, so since then we been releasing, um, I actually have the shirt on right now. Coincidentally, uh, pizza bagel records, which, um, is run by mainly Max, um, our singer guitarist and John cause Arelli, uh, full name, even though he just goes by John cause, uh, who is a legendary fixture in the, um, North Jersey, um, music and coffee scene. And Ryan and I help with the label very little. Um, we're like the equivalent of a bass player and a drummer with the label itself, you know, like the 10%, like, like help, no. you, you know what I mean? I, 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 it's funny. I thought of the joke that you just said, but I wasn't going to say it because yeah. you're the bass player. No, no, it's cool. You know, Hey, no, if, if someone's like, you're the Ringo of the band, that's like, you know, I think that's a big compliment. Keep, people love Ringo. Yeah, exactly. That's like my fourth Beatles reference for the for the podcast here. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, you're supposed to leave Beatles off the record, man. <laughs> but it's uh that's cool. No, I think it's uh yeah, I, as I play the Beatles record today in class, oh, this kid was like which one? Cuz like um what did I play? Um I put you on the spot. I'm sorry. Yeah. I it's the you know, it's the get back album. What's the album? Oh, yeah, Let it, it be. Let it be. Let yeah, it be. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, two of us so, is one of my favorite uh yeah, what a great! I mean, I, I I watched that whole uh, thing. Yeah, me too. It's so real. It's so real. Just I know. From, like my little time being in a band, it's exactly what it was like. I know, um, and like I like that it like first like it burst the myth of like yeah. Yoko breaking up the band because she's just like <laughs> sitting there like 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 yeah, yeah. and like no one seems to be bothered by her at all. <laughs> you know, and I mean it w- it was more cordial atmosphere than I thought it would be exactly. uh, uh, going in. I you mean, they, but you can see edit. you can see the fraying and the fraction, yeah, and the yeah. faction. They did edit down the uh, six hour or no, to the hundreds of hours to six hours, so we didn't see it all. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think Who knows I, really I, for for a creator, I think that's a good, uh, you know, especially a, someone who co-creates with other people. I thought that was oh really yeah, good. yeah. No, um, seeing a Paul just, McCartney like write the song "Get Back" like uh, from yeah. scratch, like especially as a bass player, that was like amazing. <laughs> like yeah, like I was like wow, like they. Like I like like D like mythologizing mythologizing sorry uh, uh, things sure. like that. It's like when you hear like a Rolling Stones bootleg and yeah. they're messing up constantly. Keith Richards is super sloppy, and you're like yeah. they they just sold out. This is at an arena that they sold out, and yeah. it really like makes you think like oh like okay you know they're just like well that's you, it you, you I, know yeah we get into uh, you know music is so polished you know. Um, mm-hmm when it's presented the way that it's presented um yeah. by by the big industry world and uh in reality though it's 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 so human yeah and i love that mm-hmm. and, you know, i love i love a musician forgetting a lyric i i wish they could play, play it off more easily than the awkwardness that sometimes it feels like yeah, but yeah, even yeah. the awkwardness is like oh no that's that's cool you're human you that's gotta cool. own it yeah. we we've always like had the philosophy of of you know messing up a little you know doesn't doesn't really matter at all no you yeah, uh, I mean, you know you get you get it back with your charisma you know yeah well that's it it's the authenticity even as you described the the no click track earlier it it's it allows for this um 
the organicness you know yeah i mean right right now i'm actually attempting to learn to play guitar and uh yeah my awesome uh my awesome guitar instructor is paul rosevere from uh yeah band ready mid breakup uh, uh, he does he does his own thing um yeah paul rosevere but he he's he he was gracious enough to say hey listen you know i'd, I'd love to do like a four sessions with you and call it the campfire sessions. Cause that's what I said. I wanted to learn. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. like, I want to be able to play around the campfire. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, no, so he I just remember you, you told me that you would, you would do that. Yeah. Right? And that was, with, yeah, and he, he threw it out there. Was that as upstate like an New York? I think you said oh, that, that you would do it. Was that in upstate New York? You said that you would do that. Oh yeah. Like, we you would hang I mean, out I, with friends with the acoustic guitar around the fire. Yeah. 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 Like the, the, the attempt. And I never was that good at it, but yeah. I, I want to be able to, you know, do a song that someone could recognize. So he's like, "Hey, listen, we'll do like four sessions. Let's do it." Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think he he he's teaching me the beauty of letting my voice and the guitar work together, uh-huh. even though I I'm not like good enough on the guitar to like sing at the same time. Mm-hmm. But he's like, "No, That's no, hard, no, just yeah. just like just allow yourself to like let the voice carry when when it needs to, and let the guitar carry as as when it needs to." Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like catch your breath by playing you know, yeah, guitar, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. like and he's it's just so organic and i'm like i'm not going for like technical performance yeah exactly or, like academic uh learning here so he, he, he totally got what i wanted well again like um, look at you know yeah anywhere from the, like the bob the ramones to like bob dylan you know what i mean like that yeah, wasn't I mean, technical proficiency you know but it was passion yeah. and yeah you know i mean that's, even that's even to like. realize right on and then even to realize um like certain songs that are so good are not like uh perfectly the the like the the traditional song structure mm-hmm. so like like i was playing uh cat stevens father and son yeah great song because because i knew the the lyrics and mm-hmm. i knew the chords i was like oh i could play most of these chords um and so uh and then i'm, I'm doing it and, and paul's like oh i just showed him that i started learning the play because he inspired me to figure stuff out mm-hmm. like once he taught me one song i'm like oh i can actually learn songs now i can hear yeah, it yeah 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 because i never could do that before um so he's a he's a great teacher as well as musician so but um that took me a long time like yeah. being able to pick up stuff by ear you yeah. know and i just couldn't it also hurt me because i was playing bass instead of regular guitar which sure. is like impossible to like write as no no one starts writing a song on bass you know what i mean you use like <laughs> guitar or keyboard so i could never when i was like in high school and stuff i could never wrap my head around writing music i could write lyrics and yeah. like melody uh but to translate that into just putting like four chords together i found like very difficult and it took me sure. so i was like 18 to realize like oh i should have been like trying this on guitar this yeah, might have been, yeah. this might have been a lot easier than just no, thump thump cool. thump you know not as melodic <laughs> as you would hope sure sure and I, I think it, yeah just just the idea though that like like i i mean just from like learning the chords in 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 line with the song i could recognize maybe not able to like pick out the chord but it may be able to hear the strum pattern for the first time like oh and i could start to separate the parts i was like wow this is and and as paul paul put it well he said you know he's like everybody thinks like people have an ear but like it's all that training that they're putting in those hours that nobody sees yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. them able to just pick it up yeah yeah know? yeah like, no like the hours just... is, is tough. It, it's tough what you know when you're yeah. when you're younger you have the hours you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, the sliding in the reference to the name of your podcast here, but uh, you, you, you know, like uh, uh, when you're, if you start playing guitar when you're 12, you know what I mean? You got all the time in the world to, to play yeah, for six yeah. hours a day. If you start when sure. you're older, you know, the, 
the hours. Yeah, I'm, getting, I'm getting like five minutes a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like you know, it, it's tough to uh, it's it's tough to get at a, a level of someone that started when they were really young, just because the hours yeah. hours aren't there for for practicing. But I do feel like when you're older, you can focus better on the time, like yeah. that yeah, that you, you are practicing. Whereas, <laughs> like when you're 13, you're like playing the same like song over and over again for like two hours straight. Yeah. You know, that's like really easy that you're just like focused on at the time. Sure. But so, I mean, for you at this point, um, your your life is full of, of work, full of friends, full of whatever <laughs> you're doing. Right. So it's, you know, I, I, pandemic has put some pauses um, on social life. But I mean, just because of, you know, work life is exhausting as you get older, too. Mm-hmm. Right. So when when do you sneak in your your hours? When do you play your music? When do you? When do you think about music? Yeah. I know you said you could sneak it in. Even well, as I say, like, luckily, I, I can listening. I can pick up a bass at work and play, and and I yeah, do that there. Phenomenal. And yeah, like you know, having the the hunched over desk, uh, you know, job, I can listen to music for eight hours, you know, just yeah. sitting there. And I try to, since I'm doing you know mind numbing uh, tasks of uh, you know emailing people, uh, yes. I can really like focus and absorb the music pretty sure. well. And then I come That's home. Great. And instead of watching some great movie or great TV show that everyone's talking about, um, listening to music instead. And yeah. I'm absorbed, like, like, like I mentioned before, I, I feel like I'm, I'm over practicing bass constantly over and over again. I yeah. more like want to absorb and like pick up my bass when I'm inspired by something that I hear. You know, yeah. like, ooh, like that was really cool. I like, had that person do that and then try yeah. to figure it out is like the fun thing. Nice. That's great. So, uh, and and it, I just, I just imagine this. I could be wrong, but I, as you say, your performance, your performance guy. Your, mm-hmm. <laughs> is there a moment? Yeah, I'm all I'm you, all looks and then no brains. No, listen, you don't have to admit it. Like, is there a moment? You know, since you're kind of stuck right now, not performing, where you're jumping off the couch? Oh yeah, your, definitely. Your floor. I'm I'm pacing your... around. Like <laughs> I I have to like, you, you know, because uh, I can't really like go anywhere do anything like you, yeah. you know i'm like like exercising here you, you know what i mean just to like get my energy out i feel sure, so yeah. like claustrophobic being at home and you know people love being at home and that's great you, you know and i talked to so many people that's like oh like you know the pandemic hasn't been that bad for me like i'm an introvert i like staying in and yeah, being yeah, like yeah. cozy and watching a movie or whatever and that's great for them but it doesn't work for me i have too Fine, much stress you know. i have like a lot of like stress and anxiety on like a day-to-day basis about everything like yeah. and just like, like you know not having like a great outlet for it is uh, definitely uh, a bummer for like a sure yeah thing. well i mean i i think for creative people you know you found your thing that that was your expression but also your therapy on some level oh right? yeah so, like playing guitar mm-hmm. playing shows you know recording whatever it is even the even the camaraderie of of being together in a band in person it's like all those good things yeah no the the peaks and valleys of like being in a band um you know definitely mirrors you know mental health uh you know and i mean like you know you're the um you know you just feel better when everything else is doing better and then you feel worse when everything else is worse when everything's more confusing or just you know, just stressors piling on top of, of, of one another, you know? Well, hopefully, yeah. I mean, I think we're, you know, hopefully there's a soon to be show where I can see you jumping off a stage. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's in the summertime (laughs) and outside. 
there we go. You know, that we know be, that we, that we know we could do that. Yeah, we, we could do that. Yeah, I know. I mean, pe- people are still playing. No, sure. I know it's, it's but it's like, time. yeah, no, it, it bugs me out though. You know, yeah. uh, I'm gonna sound you know very soft or whatever, but uh, yeah, when yeah, I see yeah. like you know Insta stories of people at like Devils games or whatever, I'm like, oh my god, like I, I don't think, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think I'm uh, you know mentally there sure, to treat sure. uh, like life normally. Yes. yes, I need to see the cases go down a lot more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I understand. I understand. Well, just I, I just wanted to mention this, and uh, you know, th- my my uh, my prompt for interviewing was Mister mm-hmm. Daryl Norell. Oh yes. Um, oh god, of, I did want to reference him of quality oh, totally living forgot. and quality living, yes. and also of the wonderful uh, Paramus High School world where he and I both teach together. Yeah, he's still <laughs> teaching there, right? Yeah, he's still there. We, We've, we actually did a, a collaborative lesson one time that was awesome on, on postmodernism. Oh, really? Um, very, very fun. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, no, I remember I was so stoked when I found out, because, uh, you know, obviously, you know now, uh, not a ton of kids from Paramus, you know, end up going in the punk scene or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. when we were, we played like a bunch of shows with, with his band. And nice. whenever he revealed to me, that like he was teacher at Primus High School. I was like, oh my god, you're like you gotta know Mr. D, right? Like Mr. D's the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I just did. I haven't seen him for so long because obviously, you know what? Yeah. Uh, that I, you know, I wasn't quite sure if he was like still there or whatever, you, you know. Yes. But yeah, uh, no, he's he's doing well. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I don't. I totally. If you didn't bring it up, I would have forgotten. I was totally. You no, know, and he suggested. I guess it was like a month ago. He's like, you should really uh, do a podcast interview with Brian. I was like, oh, absolutely, that'd be great. And. And you know, I didn't know what a musician he was. I just knew yeah. him as a coworker. And then mm-hmm. one of my students said, "Oh, this is." She's listening to this band. I'm like, "Oh, what band is this?" She's like, "Oh, this is Mr. Norell's." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> quality. Did quality you interview him? Uh, no, he'll be he'll be up soon. Uh, so okay. We well, as long happen. as I got him before him, I can <laughs> you, you know did, you did. I can have that you, on him. You have you know more cred. I'm an OG, I'm an OG. We, you know, Mr. Yeah, D guy. More, You've known me way longer. We have more history. Exactly. But it's very cool. I'm gonna shove it in Daryl's face next time I see him. You could call him Daryl, though. You can't call me Dennis. So <laughs> yeah, so I'll call him Mr. N. You know, maybe no, that'll maybe that'll no. be better. That, that wouldn't be weird at all for me to call him Mr. N, you know. No. All right. Well, very cool, man. Well, thank you for doing this. Um, definitely want to know how to find your music. Um, I know it's out there on all the streaming platforms. Is there anywhere yeah. else we can follow along with what you guys are doing? Uh, Instagram's great. Uh, just for, you know, day-to-day us yep. posting random stuff and now since we can't post like flyers and stuff like that um yeah musically of course i mean uh, music wise you know spotify Bandcamp. i'm sure it's everywhere i haven't really checked anywhere yes, else because those are the only it's two everywhere. That. apple music i'm sure it's there nice. um uh yeah basically yeah. and you know no one uses facebook anymore so i was gonna say that but you know don't don't some people don't do. waste the follow on facebook Listen, my, do it on I'm instagram older. I'm older than you. Bunch of people are on Facebook. So. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I've had to, uh, I had to tamper down my like just quantity of Facebook posts just because of how many of my mom and dad's friends just started following me, <laughs> you know, become friends with me, and then you know I don't want to have to get in a whole political debate with a oh, you no, know 67 no, no. year old in Florida. You know what I mean? It's like I'm avoiding that, that one. Yeah, so uh, yeah, stick. I, I mostly stick with Instagram personally, but uh, right yeah, you know. Well, you are still a young man. You should. You know, yeah, I don't know keep, about that. You know, you tell, gotta get on. Uh, what's the what's tell the my tour and rotator cuff uh, how how young of a guy <laughs> I am. You know, 
That's great. That's great. Well, thank you for doing this. It was fun to, thank to, you so to much catch up. Thanks for listening to. This is podcast. All right, thank you for listening to another full episode of the Stolen Hours. As always, you can follow along on Instagram at the Stolen Hours Podcast and subscribe to the Stolen Hours Podcast on any of your listener platforms. Thank you uh, for supporting the artists who are on and in the community here. So. Uh, Check them out at www.thestolenhourspodcast.com. And uh, for Lake Effect, um, just look forward to their new uh, LP coming out and find links on the website, my website as well, but also they're out there on Bandcamp and Spotify and all those places. Again, leave out the vowels. We like our vowels, you know, especially in the word Delilio, my last name. But, you know, we'll, we'll leave out the vowels for Lake Effect. All right, enjoy um, the day and we'll see you next time. Almost a year in here. Very cool. As always, support Jay Agnes and his music, who you're hearing right now, as well. <laughs>